Welcome to DJ BFF! The Daniel Jason Best Friends Forever Podcast. I'm joined by my better half, Jason Williams. And I'm joined by alien and UFO expert, Daniel. What's up? I'm telling you. It it wasn't me who shit in my pool. (laughs) It was aliens. (laughs) From Mars? uh, Well, they're... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh man, could you imagine if that's what the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust <laughs> and the spiders from Mars was about? <laughs> it's not about a prophetic star man who came from space to tell the world that we have five years left. It's actually about. It's actually about a couple assholes from Mars who. <laughs> Stop by LA to shit in a pool. <laughs> it's like the the interstellar, like not interstellar. It's like the alien equivalent of like driving over to somebody's house, then putting poop in a bag and lighting it on fire, and then ringing the doorbell. <laughs> or, or worse, they were just like, "Come on, man, we gotta go to Alpha Centauri." Ah, <laughs> oh, fine, we'll stop here. <laughs> uh, okay, there's nothing here. Nobody will see you. I mean, there's a couple billion species, like animals, on this planet, but. It's kind of just pooping there. <laughs> Look, that's the last time you eat Jongo nuts on our way to Alpha Centauri. <laughs> now empty your flip flaps, because come on, we got places to be. <laughs> I swear, it's alien poo. It just happened to look like my poo. I'm going to the PlayStation, aren't I? <laughs> How's it going, man? It's going all right. It's going all right. Yeah, we're we're starting to exit summer. Yes. Finally. Thank God. God, it was so hot. Wait, does that mean <laughs> summer does that mean summer movie season is finally over? I guess so. You know what that means, Jason? Um We can release our Patreon only exclusive. Ooh, what is it? We Jason and I reacted to watching Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because, holy fuck, all of the things with Marvel and Sony is really depressing. Yeah. Uh, Thank God I watched that movie before the movie we're talking about today. Yeah. (laughs) So, we will have a small snippet available on Facebook, YouTube, maybe Instagram, and possibly Twitter. But if you want to watch the whole thing, Go to patreon.com slash dhpgastelum. <laughs> my, my cat is... Oh, God. Uh, One second. He's hilarious. My cats really like tunnels, and they pushed a tunnel underneath the uh, computer and recording equipment. So, uh, it was adorable. Shut the fuck up, Jason. <laughs> anyway, support us on Patreon because you'll get awesome exclusives like two fucking idiots reacting to Italian Spider Man. And maybe you'll get a sneak preview into what Sony's going to do with their Spider Man franchise now that they have full control again. Wow, I can't wait for major news. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for major news sources to. Pick up a source that's unconfirmed. 
Noob. Yeah, it'll be like, uh, apparently this one podcast has inside sources that say they're basing the next Spider-Man movie off of Italian Spider-Man? Let's take a, let's take a quick look. Just a scene of him beating up an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you imagine how many looper videos we're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna get about this one small interaction? Oh, I can't wait. Uh, people need their content. Uh, yeah, loopers. Looper's fine, <laughs> I guess. They're all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, sponsoring us on the Patreon will get you tickets to Jason and I doing two shows in October. Yeah. Our live variety show, Not Acceptable, on October 12th, and a seance on October 26th. Spooky. Yes. Very spooky. Hell yeah. On October 12th, Jason and I will be doing a mini-podcast topic. We're going to have mentalist Brett Marks do the impossible. And then I... I guess I'll do Sand Demon? Yeah. I'm going to commit. I'm going to do Sand Demon. You heard it here here first, folks. Because, yeah, (laughs) I'm sad. Sand Demon's going to be there. And then the seance on the 26th, it's going to be... Brett and I doing the impossible, telling ghost stories throughout time. And Jason will be there. Yeah. Probably tickets or something. I'll, I'll help out. You'll, you'll, I'll say hi. <laughs> the true horror <laughs> is passing by all of the tabletop games you cannot purchase. Ah! <laughs> Damn oh. you, consumerism. All right, I have enough money for all six expansions of Settlers of Catan that I need. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but your card was declined. I can take one off and it should be fine. <gasps> no, <laughs> that only leaves five expansions of Settler of, Settlers of Catan. Daniel was right. The story is cursed. <laughs> this truly is an episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I had time now. I mean, I didn't, but I had space to put the games. I didn't have the time to play them, but I had space now. I had space. I I had space. (laughs) In my trunk, I had space. (laughs) I took out my seven copies of Codenames. (laughs) There was a DC Universe version I took out. (laughs) But, yeah, so both shows will take place and the scariest place known to man, the back of a comic book and board game store. You can buy tickets at notacceptable.live. Links for everything in the description. Nice. Do you have any other dates? Um, no. I have... Missed gateway. I have two dates. What? So, I will be doing my first ever comic signing in Manhattan Beach on October 9th. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah, know about that the one. the Wednesday before the Variety Show. Oh, nice. I'll be signing Aria, uh, signing posters, doing magic, maybe play a Bowie song or two. So come on out. Links and stuff in the description. That's pretty rad. Yeah, I'll also be at LA Comic Con. So. What is that? The, the weekend of the live show. The first one? Yeah. Nice. So it's literally signing on Wednesday, convention on Friday, <laughs> seeing Anastasia at the Pantages, 
con on Saturday, a live show on Saturday. Wait, like the Disney musical Anastasia? Anastasia wasn't a Disney musical, Jason. Oh, yeah. Shit. I'm sorry, everybody. That was a big... Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like we I just... We just lost every single <laughs> subscriber, you piece of shit. That was like the, the Disney and then, fan version of confusing Star Trek with Star Wars. <laughs> and then the convention on Sunday, and then the following Monday, I will die. What about, what about the seance? Exactly. <laughs> so, links for all of that in the episode description. Nice. wasteland uh yes i'll be at wasteland jason will also be at wasteland i'll be handing out things if you find me ask for one are you still goldfish i am oh yeah ask for goldfish because <laughs> you're the snack that smiles back <laughs> do, 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 do. oh i hope we don't get sued for what i just said we definitely will oh shit edit out that little whistle i just made <laughs> jason <laughs> We are not sponsored by The Great Courses Plus. No, we're not. But, but we're about to. I'm about to plug <laughs> the shit out of a class I've been taking on The Great Courses Plus. Nice. So, Great Courses Plus, blah, blah, blah. Learn awesome stuff like mythology, history, writing, etc. But since the Area 51 raid is coming up, not gonna lie, I was inspired to learn a little bit about the universe through science fiction. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm taking a philosophy and science fiction class. Oh, that sounds like an interesting one. Dude, legitimately, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> no wonder you're plugging them, even though they're not paying us. Yeah, they're not paying us, but <laughs> holy fuck, that's a good class. <laughs> I, I just finished uh, listening to the lecture about contact. Oh, that's a good one. I saw that movie. Yeah, for those of you for those of you who don't know, Contact is a movie adapted from Carl Sagan's novel. And it's about a scientist who receives a mysterious message from space and it covers things like, "Wow, are we alone in the universe? How does a massive first contact with an extraterrestrial species change not just science but religion itself and about how faith and science they don't have to be two rival forces fighting they can actually go hand in hand yeah it's a really deep and philosophical movie and yeah it's a classic the ending sequence is interesting it's beautiful yeah there's just the one thing i would add to this already amazing course hmm. there was not a single lecture about the movie we watched, Paul. <laughs> really? They didn't have Paul in there. They, they didn't have Paul in the master class on movie making They had sci-fi? The Matrix. Weird. They had Arrival. They had Doctor Who. They had Contact. But no Paul. Interesting that in all those huge cultural touchstones, some of which have defined whole decades I and can't... have been parodied for years after... They didn't, they didn't find the room for Paul in there. Oh, my God. So <laughs> Jason and I watched Paul. <laughs> it's a buddy road trip movie where Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Shot are... at the dead fame. Yeah. <laughs> Cornetto trilogy fame, really. Yeah. Hot Fuzz, all the rest of them. They uh, go on a road trip and they pick up an alien and his name is Paul. He's a hitchhiker and he talks English and... 
smokes and doesn't like to wear pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! This movie was fucking weird. It was so. What weird. are your What are your first impressions, Jason? Um. Felt a lot longer than it was. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck was up with this pacing? I don't know. At least three times during the movie, Daniel paused it for like a reason, and we would look at the time and be like, "Oh my god, how is there an hour left in this movie?" <laughs> They're already doing. It feels like the credits should be rolling soon. Paul and Nick Frost are having a heart to heart about jealousy and loneliness. And how they should be best friends because, you know, sci-fi nerd and extraterrestrial alien. They're like, oh, cool. This means we're near the end, right? Yeah, they're No, probably... <laughs> an hour 15 left. But but they're resolving their character arcs and, wow. and their, their inner character conflicts. What the What are they going to fill the rest of the hour and 15 minutes with? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> so all those people who complain that Return of the King has too many endings, go over, rent Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul only really has one ending, but there's like so many points that could have <laughs> wrapped it up. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it was interesting. There were some parts I liked, parts I was, parts where I could see why nobody has ever mentioned it since it came <laughs> out. <laughs> in 2011 <laughs> alright so being a Simon Pegg Nick Frost vehicle and usually those are the uh, the main characters uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are basically dispensable you remembered their names I did fucking how I don't know we finished watching this movie 10 minutes ago and I've already forgotten everyone's name except <laughs> Paul that's because his name is the fucking title of the movie. It also helps that it's also the name of that dog in the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Paul the alien is named after a dog that he crashed a ship into. Who names your dog Paul? I don't know, man. Sorry if anybody's named their dog Paul. Who names their son Jason? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> a treasure Aww. Jason's dad is like really nice thanks <laughs> yeah. now I can finally tell him to listen to this podcast wait he hasn't been listening to this podcast the whole time oh no I, t I told him definitely don't do it but now I can tell him it's good to listen to this podcast would it now. be weird if I said your dad's name on the podcast nah Wayne you're the coolest person <laughs> ever mentioned on this podcast keep in mind wayne we've talked about david bowie alan rickman that guy from friends which guy from friends i don't remember was it chandler was it Ch when did we talk about matthew perry oh maybe it was maybe it was the guy who played joey roy sullivan no it wasn't either of those guys well anyway jason's dad you're fantastic Please sponsor us on Patreon. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> nice way to bring it back around. <laughs> anyway, uh, this movie basically has four main characters. The two protagonists of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, whose names are 
Graham and Clive? Yep, I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, and also... Paul. Chris- Paul, the alien who's voiced by Seth Rogen. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I feel fucking wrong that we did this movie and this podcast episode without Brett. Yeah, it really felt like he should be here. This would have been the perfect episode to plug for the live shows. I know. Plus, we would have had Seth Rogen impersonator on. Yes. Brett <laughs> looks very similar to Seth Rogen. <laughs> and then Kristen Wiig plays a lady. That was Kristen Wiig? Yeah, it was. Oh. But how they... Why are there so many famous people in this movie? Jason, can I ask you a personal question? What? How old are all of these people <laughs> supposed to be? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I figured anywhere from their um, mid-20s to their low 40s. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they play it off as, oh, these nerds fucking don't know how to talk to women, and, like, they're super fucking awkward. But, no offense, they're not really on the younger side. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of hard for them to play the the nerdy teenage trope. Look, it's it's one thing to have Tobey Maguire be a frog-faced 30-something-year-old <laughs> play a high schooler, but this is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, are they, like, mid-20s? Cause, uh, super ambiguous. Yeah. I thought, I thought Kristen Wiig's character was like in her mid-twenties because of her interaction with her dad and the yeah, way he looks. Yeah, that's, that's very strange. Because he looks like he's, what, mid-forties or something? Her dad? Yeah. No, Did fucking he look older at than least that 50. Team? Okay, maybe he looked 50. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> but, okay, so Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, they basically decide after Comic-Con they're going to go on a road trip to see all of the... UFO sighting places in the U.S., and on that road trip, they pick up a hitchhiker, the alien Paul, who just needs to go home. And it was actually filmed in San Diego. Yeah, they actually filmed in San Diego? Not at Comic-Con, obviously. Uh, I doubt they filmed at Comic-Con. That would be fucking insane. (laughs) Also, their version of Comic-Con is bananas. Yeah, I mean, maybe Comic-Con was like that in 2011. No, I refuse. (laughs) I was at Comic-Con in 2012, and if you're going to tell me that there is just a large pavilion where multiple Slave Leia cosplayers will just take pictures with you, and I missed it by a single year? <laughs> no, I refuse. Yeah, that was weird. Their Comic-Con had like a million Star Wars references. It was super fucking... This movie had a ton of Star Wars references. Yeah. How'd they do that? They like got the license. They paid like an arm and a leg for it. And they I were like... I have no idea. We're going to use... I just spent all of my children's college fund on the license to Star Wars, use Star Wars in this movie. We're going to use the hell out of it. So. Uh, okay. I'll, so that- <laughs> say, I'll say this, though. The autograph photo thing, depending on the person, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Kind of accurate. Yeah. And, and an author that they both like 
is played by Jeffrey Tambor, uh, is kind of a dick. And uh, he asked the next people in line, did you buy a book? Uh, no. Fuck off. Yeah. They, like, offer to hand him their book. He says no, which I guess is understandable. Maybe he gets handed well, unless Well, unless you bought a ticket to get an autograph, which is a thing. Yeah. For- you have to buy tickets for autographs for that sort of thing. Yeah, usually. Well, I've got an autograph for somebody just by walking by the autograph signing area one time. Yeah. And there's nobody in front of them. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's that guy from Repo, Genetic Opera. Yeah. I'll buy a book, I guess. But still, assuming they paid money for the autograph, it's still weird to not sign their shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about the uh, Will Wheaton thing at Comic-Con? No. What, what was the Will Wheaton thing? So he was not allowed to take any pictures with fans unless they like were in an official photo booth. So he was like, Hey, I can't take a picture with you, but if you take a picture together and I'm just randomly in the background, technically, I'm not taking a picture with you. Yeah, fight the power, Will Wheaton. And, like, they had to, like, make sure no one ever did that ever again. Oh, man. Once again, the system wins. But, yeah, these two dipshits go on a road trip to yeah, find aliens. Their, their author friend kind of shoots him down, and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get into writing, and he gives him, like, no advice or is supportive at all, basically. Yeah, so as, <laughs> as they're on the road, they stop at an alien-themed diner where Jane Lynch is, like, the owner? Yeah. And then these two homophobic country folk walk in, talk shit, call them both fags, and the RV that they try to ride away in ends up like slamming into their expensive truck that's later revealed to be called the fuckmobile which by the way is a genius way to set these guys up as a bad guy because the second they unironically called their truck the fuckmobile i immediately hated them (laughs) i was like did they just yeah he called it the fuckmobile oh fuck these guys i mean it's just (laughs) nice to have that sort of confirmation (laughs) true they you already had the homophobic someone, thing going on. You just look at someone and you go, oh, wow. That is a MAGA hat. You are a piece of shit. <laughs> Boom. My one political comment. <laughs> I don't want to judge a book by its cover. You want to go hang out in the fuckmobile? Oh, okay. Oh, thank God I got that confirmation. <laughs> so they drive away and they think that they're being followed by the fuckmobile. But instead, it's Paul. He stole a car and <laughs> crashed. Yeah, which I'm glad they kept that theme up because the running theme throughout the movie is that he's bad at driving. I thought it was because his feet couldn't reach the pedals, but I think he might just be shit at driving. I mean, relatable. <laughs> My feet totally can reach the pedals, and I'm awful at driving. <laughs> you could be an awesome alien. What do you mean alien? Uh... That was a real joke in the movie, by the way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was... Ah, <laughs> uh, this fucking movie. Okay. <laughs> so, after the crash, we get Jason Bateman, who is set up to be the bad guy. Yeah. And he gets a call from someone called the big guy. And the whole time, Jason and I are thinking, wait, so Jane Lynch from that diner is the 
like big boss of this movie. Yeah, I was and wondering Jason... if it's going to be like a secret reveal because they they didn't reveal it for most of the movie. Yeah, and then Jason Bateman is trying to be scary, but let's be fucking real, it's Jason Bateman. <laughs> He's just uh I he, I can't help but think of him as the generic nice guy from other shows and movies he's been in. Jason he's ba- trying. He's trying to be a bad guy, Daniel. Jason Bateman trying to sound as intimidating as possible, saying "motherfucking titty fucking two ball bitch." <laughs> wow! Oh, I got chills. Holy fuck! Ah, <laughs> uh, he. he basically went around not smiling holding a gun at people trying to sound commanding and intimidating it yeah, was he cursed a time or two it was fucking weird man it was weird also working with jason bateman is another pair of a buddy cop dynamic and it's bill Hader, and i always mess up his last name joe lo truglio yes yeah so we basically have like three buddy cop things we've got we've got Graham and Clive, we've got whoever Bill Hader is and whoever Joe Lotruglio is, and we kind of have a thing between uh, Jason Bateman and the big guy. Okay. Here's, and I guess Paul sort of. Here's the craziest thing about this movie. The whole time Jason and I are talking, Jason Bateman is not a convincing, scary person. And I can't wait for the reveal that Jane Lynch was behind this the whole time. That would have been pretty good too. If that By the way, from the diner. if you care about spoilers for the movie Paul, for whatever <laughs> reason, just turn off the podcast and go to church. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> that movie's eight years old. But it turns out Jason Bateman is bad at being a bad guy because he was a good guy this whole time. Oh my God, it was such a good twist. And it wasn't Jane Lynch. Who was the big bad? So the craziest thing about this movie is Jason Bateman is bad at being a bad guy because he's actually been a good guy this whole time. <laughs> and it's not Jane Lynch who's the main bad person. The main like main boss. It's a Gorney Weaver? Oh man, I love it. It's such a good twist. What it's... the fuck? <laughs> it's so good. Is it? I liked it. I, like, the second the end scene happened, me and Daniel just looked at each other like, what the hell is going on right now? Who is that? Why is she... Sigourney Weaver? What are you doing here? (laughs) I mean, it would have been pretty cool if the owner of the diner went back there. Well, it would have been cool if we got hints, like, if there was, like, alien stuff or, like, xenomorph jokes. Captain of the Woods reference. Or like Ridley Scott references, but Sigourney Weaver just shows up. And like, I'm not going to be mad about Sigourney Weaver showing up out of nowhere, but what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And once Jason Bateman started acting like a good guy, it was just like, It was very strange. Okay. Well, at least that explains why he's not intimidating. He's he's cool. (laughs) But yeah, that was started shooting his own guys near the end so let's talk about paul yeah because apparently he's looks like a stereotypical alien because every single big gray alien type that's existed for the last 60 years 
has just been Paul? Yeah, apparently he's just been hanging out in like, where was he? Area 51 or something? No, correction. He's hanging out in the warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Literally that warehouse. Giving giving Steven Spielberg advice on (laughs) E.T. By the way, Paul also, in addition to being able to heal... So, by the way, Paul has the ability to heal, like the character E.T. from the movie E.T. He also likes Reese's Pieces. Yes. Do you know the Reese's Pieces thing with E.T.? What? So, originally, they went to M&M's. Oh, yeah. Because they were like, hey, we want you to be featured in this alien movie. Yeah. And M&M's was like, nah, we're good. We don't think it's going to do very well. Oh, damn. And then they went, fine, we'll go to Reese's Pieces. (laughs) (laughs) They're close enough. And then M&M's made shit money that year. (laughs) Reese's Pieces were like the big thing. (laughs) Holy fuck. M&M fucked up. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, basically the government wants to keep Paul so they can cut out his brain and figure out how to use his healing powers. Yeah, and also possibly his camouflage powers. Possibly. He also has the ability to camouflage. He can turn invisible as long as he holds his breath. Yeah, kind of a cool superpower. It looked like he had to be naked, though. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense, but led to a lot of a lot of naked scenes. There's a lot of, a lot of toilet humor in this movie, <laughs> which I'm okay with, but let's see. I kept the counter. There was a... Uh, Four nut shots and like two or three gropings in this movie. <laughs> so, I mean, it is. I mean, it's a Seth Rogen movie. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so on the way to get Paul to a ship, uh, the boys have to stop by an RV park, and that's where they pick up Kristen Wiig. Yeah. So when this movie got okay, the movie was already kind of weird. Got a little bit more weird for me. Took a bit of a turn. So <laughs> Kristen Wiig plays a devout fundamentalist Christian who uh, has, I think, an injured eye. Yeah, she had some sort of medical condition. Yeah, she had a medical condition in her eye, and because Paul is able to heal things, he healed her eye. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly she believes in aliens because she at first she thought he was a demon because fundamentalist Christian. And the movie like it's like a fun road like what do you call it road travel road trip movie road trip movie with like cops chasing them and they're going around and then they pick up Kristen Wiig's character and then like this science versus religion debate happens right smack dab in the middle of this movie and i'm like oh they just probably alienated a lot of people yeah i wouldn't worry about it (laughs) i mean i'm okay with it but (laughs) so yeah it takes a hard turn there yeah but it's about to take it takes a hard turn even later yeah that's true so i guess they're on the run and they make it a point of saying, you just kidnapped a Christian white lady? That's worse than kidnapping an alien. 
<laughs> also, Americans are really dumb in this movie. They are. Like, they're also dumb in real life, but <laughs> holy fuck. The way they depict Americans in this movie. There was a cop at a gas station, and he's like, where are you from? Oh, we're from the UK. I hear there's no guns there. Not really. How are you supposed to shoot anyone? Uh, we don't, mostly. <laughs> He's just Yikes. staring at them disapprovingly, like, what is that even? What? <laughs> and also, like, the, the two homophobic country folk who want to kick their ass because they dented the fuckmobile. Oh, I suddenly got the point of this movie. What? They're as much, of, as, they're as much aliens in America as Paul is in Earth. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> oh god, you scared Salem. <laughs> Salem ran over to make sure you're okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, you've had a couple hours to cool down. Uh, are we recording again? It's been six years. <laughs> I've got a long white beard at this point. <laughs> I decided to finish the episode. <laughs> you, you, do you want to shave that beard first? No. All right, let's get <laughs> Just don't take a picture because, you know, it's better in person. <laughs> anyway, so Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Paul, and Kristen Wiig. They go to a, like a like a dive bar, a biker dive bar. Oh, and now now her father is chasing them. Yeah. So now they got they got two cops. Uh, a Jason Bateman. A Jason Bateman. And a religious father <laughs> with a shotgun and a truck. <laughs> and at this biker bar, there's a bunch of tough, gruff people. There is a table of sailors oh, I forgot in about traditional that. sailor outfits playing cards <laughs> and a band a country band playing the cantina theme oh, from my. star wars i forgot about that extra star wars reference hey oh jason God, there's so many references in this movie hey jason yeah so i don't know if this counts as the type of music played in the moss eisley cantina mm-hmm. in episode four but at that point, something in my brain like flipped the switch, and I remember that you know in Jedi in Jabba's palace where Max Rebo is playing music. Oh yeah. Do you know what the name of that genre of music is? No. Jizz. Really? <laughs> yes. Is it like a Star Wars genre of music? Yes. Oh man, this is a problem with not having the internet around. <laughs> jizz <laughs> oh so he just did, wasn't able to do like let's do a quick google this turn before i no he knew <laughs> he totally knew <laughs> i mean i guess that's possible <laughs> oh anyway you want to listen to some jizz <laughs> <laughs> some jazz no that's not what i said i can't believe the movie paul is gonna end this podcast <laughs> Of all the movies. So I thought it was gonna be Italian Spider Man. Yeah, so everyone gets into a big brawl. Uh, they luckily escape. Yeah, it was pretty good old fashioned tavern brawl. 
Those, those two homophobes from back in the beginning of the movie show up from Jane Lynch's bar. That's Oh, from Jane Lynch's bar. Yeah. Yeah. So we got like those two guys and we got the father chasing them. He ends up in the bar somehow and gets arrested for some random reason. The FBI agent, Jason Bateman's there. Two cops, one of which is now kind of discovered or has a feeling they're chasing an alien. Yeah, Bill Hader learns that they're chasing an alien at this point. Oh, uh, God, Bill Hader's great in this movie. Bill Hader is great in this movie. It's just this this paranoid cop who's like... I fucking love Bill Hader. As the movie goes on, he's like more and more sure, like, are we, are we chasing an alien? I think we're chasing an alien. <laughs> My only proof is this piece of paper with the drawing of an alien that says, fuck you on it. I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> Surprised this movie didn't have more X Files references in it. Yeah. So anyway, they have to stop in a small town for whatever reason. They honestly could have cut this part out of the movie. Oh, what was that part? I probably I forgot and we just where, watched it ten minutes ago. Where they have to like go into the comic book shop and wait. Oh yeah. Why was that part of yeah, the movie? Yeah, it didn't have to be there. No, it did there yeah, there was like a good that was like 15, 15? 20 minutes yeah. of just them in this small town. And Paul has to hide in a comic book shop. And here's the thing. Can you, can you, listener, write in if you know this. Was this movie, like, made with a partnership with Image Comics? Yeah. Because there's a ton that? of Spawn, Invincible, The Boys. I think I saw a Savage Dragon poster or fucking single issue there's a red sonia i don't know if she's image but probably what the fuck man yeah that i did not expect to see that many real comic books there especially when back in comic-con we've got like generic art yeah, generic aliens <laughs> there's nondescript characters yeah nondescript characters in star wars <laughs> we got princess leia's and uh you you, you could be an orc so yeah they waste 20 minutes in this town and they start driving away and Paul is like, I got to make a quick pit stop. So in the beginning of this movie, Paul ends up crashing his ship in a giant field outside of a house. And Paul is the name of a dog of a little girl. This movie could have been a lot better if that just happened and it didn't tell us it took place in like the 40s or 50s. Oh, that would, It yeah. just said Wyoming. And then the dog runs out, and there's a little girl, and then something crashes, and lights take over the dog. That way, that way, when they return, they realize, oh no, she's an old lady now. That would but, have been way better. Yeah, like no fucking shit, because he was inspiring Spielberg in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, people kind of would have figured it out. But yeah, that would have been really nice. But they show up at this old lady's house, and... Keep in mind, this has been a movie of naked alien Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, like I said, up to now, there have been like three com- nut shots. <laughs> nut shots, Comic-Con jokes. <laughs> uh, a truck called the Fuckmobile. <laughs> a country band playing the cantina theme. A lot of farting. It uh, takes a hard left turn into, they called me crazy and nursed you back to hell. I kept you warm, and when the big man came away, <laughs> no one believed me. The kids, they would bully me, and they'd throw rocks at my house and call me crazy. 
and my dad, he would just tell me they're there, but I didn't want to go anywhere. I stayed at home, and I never left, because no one believed me. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 It's not like one of those, like, super brief emotional breaks that happen in comedy movies sometimes. This was like... This is a long scene. It's like five minutes. <laughs> and then Paul reaches into, I guess, his pants or cargo shorts because he pulls out a teddy bear. Yeah, he had like a little backpack on. Oh, he had a little backpack. He takes out a teddy bear, gives it to the old lady, and she starts crying. Yeah, that was... I felt like the other three characters who are like sitting on the couch while this is happening, clearly unaware of like the context until she starts talking, just kind of like... Waiting awkwardly to see if they'll get their tea that she was yeah, supposed to make. Yeah, but like after that's resolved, thirty seconds later, Jason Bateman, Bill Hader, and Joe Latu, Joe Latu, the one guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> yeah, they start like a massive shootout, and ultimately, fucking the house explodes. Yeah, that guy straight up died. And I... then Bill Hader drives off a cliff, and his car explodes. <laughs> that guy straight up died too. I thought. When I said, oh my god, he just died, I was like halfway joking because I didn't think this was kind of the kind of movie where they just let him die. I thought he was going to like come back or something. But no, those two characters never no, come back. No, they just brutally died. <laughs> anyway, we get to the final battle. Paul and the gang are in the woods. They see the mountain from Close Encounters of a Third Kind. And we think it's a spaceship, but no, it's helicopter lights. <gasps> It's revealed the big bad is not Jane Lynch from the (laughs) diner. It's Sigourney fucking Weaver. I mean, it would have been hard to run a restaurant slash diner and a A top secret government organization. (laughs) And Jason Bateman was a good guy the whole time. Yeah, he shows up and starts shooting all these cops in like their kneecaps and their shoulders. (laughs) That was weird. At first, and... I thought he had really bad aim. Yeah, he... me too. <laughs> she tried to shoot Paul, and it was like going past Paul and hitting her soldiers. And I was like, what the hell is... Why doesn't he just You're shoot Paul? You're supposed to deliver the alien. He introduced me to my wife. And I'm like, oh, holy fuck. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is... A lot to take in. Jason Bateman, are you a good guy? What's going on? <laughs> Wait, Jason Bateman, were you bad at being a bad guy because you were secretly a good t- guy this whole time? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> and like Paul walks up to him and is like, "We, what did he say? Something about the deal didn't go right or something? Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to wait outside the base for you, but I knew you had to run to stay safe. Don't worry. I made some friends. Wait, what? You guys had a plan? You guys were scheming to get- wait. You couldn't have divulged this, Paul? Yeah. (laughs) You could have let everyone know the second you got into the car, like, oh, by the way, uh, I have a friend of mine waiting for me outside the base, so if you see a Jason Jason Bateman-looking motherfucker, (laughs) he's with me. (laughs) Or Nathan Fillion. (laughs) You heard about, like, Nathan Fillion getting pulled over? What? No. <laughs> I forget where he told it. But apparently he was like, uh, he told some story one time about getting pulled over by a cop. And the cop walks over and he pulls down the, he like, puts down the window and the cop's like, oh my god. It's you. I love you. You're, you're like in movies and TV, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. Oh my god. My mom loves you too. Wait, hold on. Can I make a quick call? 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you want me to sign something? Yeah, could you sign this to my mom? Sure. Uh, what's your name? Helen or something. Okay. Uh, to Helen. And as he starts signing it, he hears the cop being like, Mom? Mom? Oh my god, right. guess who I got right here? Jason Bateman. <laughs> and Nathan Philly is just like, To Helen, Jason Bateman. <laughs> oh no. Here you go. <laughs> So the religious dad is apparently unharmed in this giant government shootout. And yeah. Ends up killing Simon Pegg with a shotgun blast. Yeah, that was an interesting double triple. Like he tries to shoot Paul, and like Kristen Wiig tries to put Paul away, and then Simon Pegg tries to pushes her out of the way, and nobody pushes him out of the way, so he ends up getting shot. Yeah, but luckily Paul can heal things. I mean, oh. he made it a point of saying, "I can't bring a dead person back to life," but. I can heal a bird and then eat it alive. Oh, yeah. That one thing in the beginning of the movie is coming yeah. around. So he's going to heal Simon Pegg. It's almost like it's Chekhov's healing alien. And then he's going to eat him. Ah, uh, yeah. He doesn't actually eat Simon <laughs> Pegg. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Sigourney Weaver gets crushed by an alien ship. The yeah. religious dad is like... You're healed through the power of God. You're not a demon. You're an angel. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, everybody's kind of weirdly okay with the dad being there, even though he literally Dude, just shot take, Simon Pegg in the chest. They take a picture with every major character, and the religious dad is there. It's like, two thumbs up. What the fuck? <laughs> We're not going to discuss the fact that you just shot me? Also, I'm Why? a... Go- Jason Bateman, you're a government agent. Yeah. <laughs> Did you be in this picture? They might come after us. <laughs> uh. Yeah, they all take a picture in front of the UFO. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the movie ends. The old lady goes with Paul. Yeah. Oh, and, he, and she's like, I didn't bring my toothbrush. Lady, where we're going, you don't need teeth. And then he winks. The what? fuck does that mean? <laughs> Daniel, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I, what does, I mean, I get it's a Back to the Future reference, but... What? <laughs> I don't know if it works there. Uh, I think it does, but... Was he coming on to her? Oh, I hope not. I don't know, me too. I don't, it winked me out a little. I was Aww. like, this is weird. <laughs> Did he have to wink? (laughs) The wink sold it. It was the wink that that made it awful. Yeah. Holy fuck. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they are successful. People at Comic-Con love their book. Jane Lynch is there with Kristen Wiig. And they hint that they're going to fuck. And Simon Pegg blows a kiss to Kristen Wiig. So I guess they're dating. And then Nick Frost, uh, he mentions that he had sex with an Ewok girl once, and then an Ewok girl in the audience faints. Yeah. So that's anyway, that's weird Paul. Later. <laughs> uh, Jason, would you recommend this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this movie. To be honest, it's fucking weird. It's very average. It's got some. The ending was interesting. I was like, but I don't know if I could say it's worth going through the other 90 no. minutes to get to the ending. No. 
I don't. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to rent this yeah. on iTunes. That was smart. Good thing and you three ninety nine was still way too much. <laughs> oh god, I forgot you rented this. I feel so, yeah. Um, the only acceptable time to watch Paul is either you're at the Area Fifty One raid or you're just hanging out at home. This is kind of a once in a lifetime moment to watch it yeah maybe if you're high at the same time it'll help yeah also like there's so many other alien movies i know there's so many good ones there's contact there's close encounters uh there was i don't fucking rival i heard that was good there's a rival there's a rival there's super eight the fourth kind i like that one no. It's even is, that's what? a horrifying nightmare movie. You should watch it sometime. Is it a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No, they're not close at all. They're very not similar. <laughs> One of them's a family man. Wait, what the fuck is the fifth kind? <laughs> the fourth kind. Okay, what's the fourth kind? The fourth kind is... So the third kind is... When an alien shows up and you shake its hands. And it okay. hangs out with you and then it leaves. The fourth kind is when abduction oh and so the fourth kind is about is an alien abduction movie i actually watched it at my friend's house who's i was staying at at um when i was at comic-con the year i saw the paul panel you saw the paul oh, yeah, panel to mention i saw the paul panel what what was that even like it was interesting i was we were all really hyped up i mean admittedly the only reason I saw it was because we were in Hall H, and I it was either before or right after the Avengers panel. I think it was like before the hold Avengers. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you're telling me you got to see the biggest panel of Comic-Con. People waiting weeks, not showering, not bathing, not sleeping, just to get good seats into this amazing panel. And you saw the Avengers panel? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you know everybody was there for paul they're like what's after this the avengers is that that uk british spy movie or something what's what is it i don't get it by marvel like what are they didn't they do <laughs> howard the duck this movie's gonna suck let's leave <laughs> we already saw the paul panel i was like people in the crowd were excited because by this point, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have, like, a pretty amazing pedigree. Yeah. And this was, like, was not directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, it was just written by those two, directed by some other guy. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, and it turns out that the first couple minutes of the movie were filmed at Comic-Con. Like, the outside shot, at least. Yeah. Of them, like, in the street, that corner. That was actually filmed that was at like Comic-Con? During Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, right before they cross the street, and they're like... And they're like, guess what? We filmed this movie at Comic-Con and the crowd goes wild. And it's like, how could this movie possibly be bad? This is going to be awesome. And then it, we saw it. <laughs> yeah, then it was, yeah, there was this, then it came like into theaters and out immediately. And I was like, I'm okay with waiting eight more years before I watch this movie. <laughs> Fuck. I'll wait till I have to watch it for a podcast the week before an Area 51 raid. Do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> oh wait wait i'm guessing you wouldn't recommend this movie uh i would watch this movie this week 
before the Area 51 raid and then never watch it ever again. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I'm sorry I've wasted an hour of your time talking about Paul. <laughs> this is the one time to watch it. Get on it, folks. If one of your friends owns the movie. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Okay, my last thing I want to say is my favorite part of the movie, besides the the fact that they actually got me with their twist with Jason Bateman, is the weird false Chekhov's gun thing they do with Nick Frost's or Clive's um, sword. Oh, it keeps breaking? So in the beginning of the movie at Comic-Con, they see the sword that they really want, and it's like $1,400 or something crazy. And they're like, nope, we're not buying that. And then later at the small town with the comic book shop, they see it this time for only $299. And Clive, Nick Frost's character is like, ooh, I have to buy it. And they're like, you don't need to buy it. It's like, it probably sucks. And he's like, nope, I'm buying it. And then he buys it. And they mention at one point later, like they, they're going to buy a firework or something. And they're like, oh, it's $299, the same as my sword. And then finally, at the end of the movie, we got Sigourney Weaver there with a huge ass gun. We got Nick Frost there. He's got his, like, sword and his sheath on his back. And let me guess, it was the final fight between Spike Spiegel and Vicious in Cowboy Bebop. It was almost exactly like that amazing fight, except the second he pulls out the sword, it, like, snaps at the handle, and it's just completely useless. And then he, I think he gets pushed out of the way. <laughs> so, that was a neat, unexpected thing. I kind of thought that sword would do something. I mean, I guess it would have been kind of cool to see Nick Frost actually use that sword, but... Would it Would it have been? <laughs> no, I'm okay with the little false Chekhov's gun thing they set up. My least favorite part was probably... Most of the middle part of the movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like everything after Comic-Con and before the ending. Maybe a little the cantina theme in the bar was kind of Jason, you just want to spend the next five hours talking about Paul. Yes, let's do it. Let's watch it again. (laughs) Oh, well. That was Paul. (laughs) This is probably going to be one of our longest episodes. That's hilarious. (laughs) It's about Paul. I mean, it's it's a good movie. No, I'm lying. I'm not going to recommend it either. (laughs) All right. Now are you good? Yeah. Now right. do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'm going to plug my blog, notcultured.com. <laughs> it's about uh, role-playing games and homebrewing things. Oh, and Paul, games. right? It's and about how... Paul, oh, too? Oh, yeah. I'm also adding Paul on this Paul blog. We're a Paul podcast. We're a Paul podcast, and I'm turning Thought Culture into a Paul blog. The DJP BFF <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can we get Seth Rogen on here? Why were there so many famous people in this movie? I have no fucking idea, man. Uh, You have anything you want to plug? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. At DHP. Gastelum. G-A-S-T-E-L-U-M as in Mary. Stop by DHPGastelum.com. Mondays we update with podcasts. Wednesdays and Fridays with comics. Hey, I am publishing Aria, a cyberpunk mystery. Chapter 5 on Wednesdays and Fridays. Do you like this podcast? Consider helping us out by giving us a review on iTunes. It'll help us get found much easier. If you really like what we're doing, consider sponsoring us on Patreon because you can get early podcasts, early comics, uh, exclusives like 
the Italian Spider-Man thing reaction. And you'd really help us out. Let's never talk about Paul again. Want some fall, some fun Paul fun facts? Sure. <laughs> Do you have any? Yeah, I've got one. Okay, read one. All right. At Comic-Con, Seth Rogen admitted